Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really well. How are you? I'm good. Hey, look, it's been a really tough time here in, in Australia it because has, we've it had has. some we've had a very long season of bushfires. They started in September. Yes. And we'd previously done a podcast talking about are you just ready for an emergency? But mm-hmm. well, I suppose this has taken it to another level. It has, yeah. What, with what's happened is, you yeah. know, we've had all these, you know, at this stage, like 1,500 houses lost, 23 people have perished, which is, yeah. you know, incredibly sad. Some, yeah. the, the, I heard about a couple today, they were actually trying to escape it and they were caught in their car and they were, yeah, unfortunately died in their car oh, that's so as a result. Of, and I think what, people really underestimate of some of these fires is that the ferocity of them, when you see some of the video yes. footage yes these are like these are like tornadoes yeah. of fire it's insane i remember watching some footage of some um some firefighters trying to get out and they, they were driving and they had to put the the, the heat blankets up yeah, on the window because they, and the truck was virtually melting on the outside yeah. i saw yeah. i saw the image of the truck they got they got through it fortunately did that yeah and but basically the outside of the truck it was just melted melted and the, like I suppose the intensity of the heat, which yeah. really people have underestimated. Have underestimated. I know it's kind of led to a lot of talk about climate change. Yes. You know, Australia's been going through this incredible drought. Yeah. Which means we've got all this, you know, combustible energy on the ground. On because, the stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And, and as well as, unfortunately, some of these fires have been, you know, noted as being deliberately started. A lot of them have been by dry lightning strikes and the yes. light which has started the fires. Yes. So a lot of them they can trace it back to where the fire actually started. Uh-huh. But we've had these conditions where we've had this really high temperatures. Yes. And I think one of the places today, I think they were saying, it might have been Albi Wodonga, but they had the like highest recorded temperature. I think there was like 46 or 47 degrees. So incredibly hot. So incredibly hot, but this really low humidity. Yeah, so it's a dry heat, which dry makes heat it really and windy. combustible. Like. Lots of wind. Yes. So it's the perfect storm it is. for a fire, unfortunately. Yeah. and. Unfortunately, like many people have actually been, like I said, caught up in this, and but it's it's affected now. Like so many people have been affected by this. It's not yes. not like I suppose bushfires the past. We had some really horrific fires in Australia. Yeah. The, These yeah. ones are just ongoing. It's so you. Well, it's, cro- it's across. It's across. Really across um, all the states. So yes, yes. Had, and even in Tasmania. <clears throat> it's yeah. You it's, know, we've had because the conditions are pretty much of that. You know, the climate has produced all this dry combustible material like uh-huh. you said before and, and so we've created this kind of yeah, just yeah. fuel load. It is, it is. And and it's just it's it's so incredibly heartbreaking to watch and to see. And if you have a look at the landscape around at the moment, there is patches of land where you can see it is so dry that trees are dying. Yes. And that's creating further fuel for the fires. And if you think of the um, the undergrowth, it's not it's so dry that we're not getting new growth. Yes. So all the old growth is falling, and it's becoming energy just, for the fires just, to just burn. Like, it's just laying there waiting yeah, for a spark. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And we we I I if, please forgive me if I say anything wrong to anyone who knows the right information. But from what I understand, there's not been enough backburning, so yes. that that energy has been being utilised when it's safer to burn off. It's a real tragedy, and as you say, the loss of lives and homes yes. is just. And I think there's, there's, you know, everyone has there's lots of different opinions on climate change, mm-hmm. and I think 
one of the things I was, I was thinking about this, you know, before we did the podcast, because, you know, there's a lot of people who are quite angry if the government, the government hasn't done enough. And mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, we can all do, I think we can all do our bit. That's right. To help the environment, which yeah. we should try and respect the environment yeah. as much as we can and all try and help. But because if we wait for someone else to help us when we could be helping ourselves, it's going yes. to be too late. Exactly. And I think that one of the things is sometimes the media does hype stuff up a yeah. bit. So you've got, to, you've got to kind of, it's one of those things you have to really make your own mind up about some of the stuff. Because one of the things I thought about is we hear about so much more stuff now than we did ever before. Because mm. in the past, you might have got some stuff from the newspaper and you got some stuff from, and you, and you may not have been had time to read the newspaper so you didn't catch it, or you might watch the news or you might be coming home from work so you didn't, you missed the 6 o'clock yeah. news. And it was also a very one-sided opinion because you only had that one source of information. But, that's right. But now, but now with social media, you've got all these different platforms that you might be across where you're getting information about these disasters. So you're getting a lot more information. So And not just not just written information, we're getting visual information, we're getting photographs, we're getting video footage, yeah. we're getting audio. There is so much more platforms that we're receiving this. Yes. And I think the thing is like the important thing is that sometimes the media will play it up and like I said, we definitely it sounds bigger than sometimes things sound bigger than they actually are because mm-hmm. we do have more information. We're in the past this is not the first time we've had a drought in Australia. We've had Many, many, many droughts, many, 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 many droughts. Um, I think the difference now is we hear so much more, like, you know, the cry to help the farmers with the drought has been so echoed across social media that everyone, you know, you have to be living on a rock to know that farmers are doing it really tough yeah. in Australia because it's been so, so tough for them with the, the water situation. We do know, you know, like I said, we're getting all this extra information, but I think, yeah, the, I suppose the, the, the knock-on effect has been how it's impacted on people and I suppose what we were thinking about with this episode of Focus is talk about how it's impacted people's, you know, their archives of stuff that they would have had. I mean, people who've just had to run out of their houses and yeah, and probably not prepared really well but they've lost everything. Yeah, and I'd have to say if, if something had happened where I live, I would not be prepared for that emergency. The only thing I could hope for is that everything that I have on Dropbox is enough for me to keep. So everything that's in the cloud, Dropbox and the likes. So it really makes me think about what is the best way forward for for keeping my imagery. Yes, yeah. Well, I think the thing is, like I said, we did a previous podcast. We talked about are your images ready for an emergency? And, you know, we talked about, you know, you should be trying to scan the old photo Mm. albums and get them Mm. up onto digital platforms or, or get them in multiple locations. So if a disaster happened in one location, then obviously you hopefully the other location is safe yeah. and, and you've still got those images. But I think the this is this is kind of like I said to a to an a to a level where we've never seen yeah. so much devastation. And if you look at the geographical boundaries of this fire compared to other fires around the world it's enormous. Yeah. I've seen the – I don't know if you've seen the little the, maps. The, the, yeah, with they, the yeah. – it's insane. It's the insane. The amount of fires that are on, on – And the number of number of fires burning at – It's simultaneously. It's simultaneously. incredible. And these fires are burning and linking in and becoming much bigger fires. Yeah. You know, we've had a situation where I think for the first time ever the army has had to step in and evacuate people. They were evacuating people from a township yeah. because they were stranded. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't get out, yeah, and that type of stuff. And we've never seen we've never seen this level of, I suppose, natural disaster in Australia. Yeah, and if you watch those people that are being evacuated, they are literally leaving with the clothes on their back, and that's yes. it. Yes, 
there is nothing else they're taking with them. So, so we thought about we'd talk about you know what people could do, and then but moving forward, like once people have lo- lost all that stuff, we did do a um, you know a podcast on on volunteering, yeah. and we can't, we kind of think this is this is this fire crisis that there's probably a good opportunity for photographers around Australia in different areas. Not not now, not not while it's kind of all happening, but once it's kind of you know a, a bit of time has passed. Some of those people might appreciate a photographer reaching out to them in a township where they've lost all their photos. Yes. Um, to get to do some, like a sitting in a family portrait or something. Yeah. Just, yeah. To, just to do something, give back because. Yeah. And it was interesting. There was a um, Australian celebrity who he's put a beer out, and the beer is for the proceeds from this beer are going to go and help ongoing help. And yeah. And he made a really good point of yes. saying that people. Need help now, that's true. But they also need help afterwards. In six months' time, they're still going to need help. That's right. This situation's still, <clears throat> they've gone through this horrendous situation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what's happened is obviously that's going to be with them for a long, long time. They're not, it's not something, okay, well, everyone, everyone's fine. We've got everyone safe out of the fire zones. The fires have stopped. All these people have lost everything. Yeah, that community that's just been annihilated in the yes. last, I'm not too sure of the name of it. There's one that's, Pretty much been completely Pretty much wiped out. Wiped out the whole little the whole little, little town. town. Yes. Um, like the the rebuild for that is going to be astronomical. But and the his, the thing the lost history. Yes. All the all the you know. Um, the archival photographs. Archival stuff. That, that everything. Everything for a lot of that history of that town is going to be gone. lost. Mm. And it and it may be this might be an opportunity too that that some people sometimes have that may have lived in that may have lived in that little locality years and years ago and may have some photographs or stuff mm, they've taken. Amazing point, yeah. Yeah, that people, people we'd probably ask people to dig into their personal archives and it might be that you've just visited as a holiday destination Yeah. and you took some pictures of the main street, how it was. Or the pub. Or, or the pub you know. or something. So <laughs> a lot of that stuff is going to be lost. Yeah. And it'd be great to be able to somehow rescue it. Yeah. So people would think about Maybe yeah. So I Recreating spent, an I, yeah, archive. Yeah, I spend some time there. I wonder if the local history society would like some of these photographs. Yeah. And like I said, it's just something to put into photographers' minds because we've all got, you know, this back catalogue of images that we've taken on our travels mm-hmm. around the place. And obviously, this is a time when maybe you know, moving forward in the future, that some of those photographs will be quite significant to yeah. um, to some of these communities. Absolutely. To try and help, I suppose. I mean, those those people, those communities have to heal. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be quite difficult. And, and look, I dare say that some people will never really recover from this. Oh, absolutely not. You know, I mean, they'll be they'll be kind of, you know, um, they don't have, you know, the physical scars from mm. a fire, but the mental scars. Yeah. Um, I mean, what we know with uh, PTSD and stuff like that now, when people do go through these horrendously horrific situations, it has a enormous effect on yeah, their lives. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think so it's important, like I said, to, you know, what you know, we're thinking, what can we do as photographers to maybe help these people? Mm-hmm. That there might be those opportunities to, like I said, for photographers to go into those areas and, yeah. and recreate some of those photographs for people or people may have already had, have photographs that they already own that they may want to reach out to once you know those communities start to, re, to rebuild and um, and gift some of those images back to them. Yeah, so absolutely. They've got that archive. Absolutely, because I, I I doubt that that's going to be those types of things 
are covered in their insurance policies. So you cannot put a price on your photographs. You can't put a price on those memories. Yeah. So it's it's a great opportunity, as you say, for us photographers to get together and, and figure out ways that we can help these families. Yeah, and, and, and I'd call, I'd, you know, put a, a call out there to all the photographers in Australia mm. Put your heads together and just, is there something you can do as a photographer? Yeah, get a small collective to together. Yeah, get a small collective, maybe do a road trip. Yeah, I'd be quite happy to do a road trip yeah, and, go and, and do a day or two down. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and maybe the other thing is just once these communities kind of get back and they're going to need people to put um, like money in the cash registers. So they need people to go to the local cafe and buy lunch. And That's right. We still need to support their economies and yes. go and visit them and yep. not, not in a nosy, I want to see what the damage is like, let's see the carnage, in a way that let's help boost that little yep. micro economy and yep. let's help them rebuild. I th- look, I've already seen some amazing pictures of some of the graphical destruction. Oh, yes. I saw a guy who posted this picture <clears> of, of, of a car and the car was obviously parked on the side of the road, the fires come through the car's burnt and there's all these and it's on a slight hill mm-hmm. and there's all these shiny fingers running down from the car all these on the ground it's the it's the magnesium like the alloy wheels are melted and they've, oh my they've made little rivers of aluminium yeah of course so of they've course. run they've run down so you, you can you're just looking at that and you go wow how the hot, heat how hot was that inferno it just but oh. but then i think about that car that was someone's car that they probably used to That's get to right. work Yep. That was probably helped their livelihood. They might have had their favourite CDs inside the glove box. That's right. I mean, yeah, that's right. I mean, there could have been, that's right, there could have been things that they kept in the car. The amount of stuff that I keep in my car is off the charts. Yeah. Like it's spare shoes. Yeah. Well, look, I can, I I went through something when I was, I was probably like in my early 20s. Mm. And when you're in your early 20s, you do have a lot of stuff in your car. You do, yeah. I had lots of, for whatever Various reasons, I seem to have a lot of stuff. Anyway, I got caught in a flood. So yeah. I was actually in an area where I was parked. I didn't realise. And this flood came through and my car completely went underwater. Oh. Right? So, and, you know, that was devastating enough that the car went underwater. But that was only half of it. Everything inside the car was destroyed. Oh. And I'd only lost a really insignificant amount of things, really. Like, But it really, it really th- made me think about there was people's houses that were completely flooded as well. Yes. And I'm thinking, I just I lost what was in my car. These people have lost everything that was in their houses. Yeah. Like it's this, you you start to feel, you know how you feel for this yeah. small loss. Yeah. Their loss is insurmountable. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. That you know, looking at ways we can reach out, and we could do something to help to help. Um, like I said, we're never going to be able to, to fix that. But I mean, I'm I'm just thinking that this. There's always some great incentives. There is um, at the moment um, during this is, and I don't know if you saw this. Is there's one of the tennis players put forward a thing um, because we've got the Australian Open and a whole lot yeah, of that's that, right. that, that every that every ace that he serves, he'll donate two hundred dollars. Oh, I love it to to the to the appeal because there's all these appeals running obviously to help these people. And I think in his match yesterday he. Racked up about four thousand dollars with aces. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing, and it kind of makes and you it's think. Caught, it's what caught, can it's, I do? It's what's well, caught on. So um, a lot of the other tennis players now have followed his lead. Yes. And and that's what I'm saying. So that made me think. Oh, that's great. How 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 that sporting community have have somehow connected and come together to provide this help um, for these people and the people that don't even know they've never met them, but through their day to day activities. And I'm just wondering. 
what could we do as photographers, you know, what other things could we do. Yeah, I'd love to hear some suggestions if there's anyone listening that has an idea. Yeah, and I know there's, there's already a couple of photographers that have hit the road. They have, yes. Yes, that are going around and they're trying to document some of the stuff, the, the destruction, to, so, yeah. there's, so there's a there's an archival record. Yes. And, again, it's kind of like for the people who've been immediately through it, it's probably not stuff they want to see. That's right. I think it helps us who are not actually directly involved. Understand the, understand the yep. scale. Like I said, looking at this car with this yeah. image and just seeing how this car's been completely transformed. Yes. And how it's like the heat's been so intense. Yeah. That yeah, it's it's like I said, it brings it brings it home. There's there's another image which is quite I saw today as well and it was it was, it was poor kangaroo and this kangaroo's obviously been trying to get away from the fire. And it's got for a section where there's a fence and it's got to the fence and it can't get through the fence. But the yeah. fire's caught up to so the kangaroo, unfortunately, has passed away and it's, mm. and it's completely burnt. But you can just imagine the, the amount of wildlife yeah. that we've lost as well. And cattle, cattle that's been trapped on properties. Yeah, and, and I think even like in that instance, like family pets and stuff like that yeah. too. Tragically, you know, some of these things have been succumbed. And look, there's people, um, I know some of the people who've lost their lives have decided to stay back and try and defend their properties. Mm-hmm. But I think the scale of this thing is is so big. It's bigger than than what you can... Kind of imagine. Yeah. I, I don't... Look, you can't even... Watching it doesn't... I don't think does it justice... No. ...to how, to how severe it was. No. So we all, we all like to think that we're 10 foot high and bulletproof and if a situation arose like that, we can hose the house down with the garden hose and save the house. Yeah, and so, even little things like the exit strategies to get out of the town have been quite difficult because yes. of the sheer volume of people that need to escape. And and this is this is some of the things like people have hadn't had enough fuel in the car. Like you yep. know, some people run on the smell of an oily rag. They, you know, yeah. they wait yeah. to payday to fill their car up, so they're running it on. I do, empty. <laughs> and that payday could be months away. <laughs> so if you needed that car to to escape, yeah, that could be your only way out of that situation exactly right and you don't have enough fuel in it that could be quite devastating mm. as well so there's mm. so many things to think about and it's also that just made me think maybe there's some photographers in the area that have lost all of their gear exactly and i'm sure there will be photographers who will be affected by this as well yeah. but i'm sure that out of, out yeah. of all those um, little townships there would be a local photographer that's right that some of these people may be and i think one of the big things that was pointed out today on the news is that people are incredibly underinsured yeah. So people have have insurance, but it's not enough. No, because they've underestimated what they've they've underestimated what they've got. Yeah. So, so you know, it might be that the money they've got can build a structure, but that's it. But but then you got to put all the stuff in there. That's right. Yeah. And and it's really scary, I suppose, because you don't realise how much stuff you accumulate yes. over time. So you just buy stuff, you buy stuff, you buy stuff, to to kind of set the house up. Mm-hmm. And then you know, if you had to go and just click your fingers and it all disappeared and you had to go down to, to Harvey Norman and buy it all again, it, it's yeah. a huge amount of money. That's right. Absolutely. It's quite a frightening predicament for people, isn't it? It is. And like I said, yeah. and I think the the other knock-on effect we're going to see, obviously see uh, as a result of this disaster is, is obviously too insurance is going to be more expensive, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. But that's that's one of these things when yeah. you have these disasters. And I think it's um, like people are trying to point the finger at why these things happen. And I don't think we're, we're at a point now where we, 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 should, we should stop wasting time on the pointing finger. We should start talking about solutions we need and to how support, we can help. Yeah, we need, support. To support, we need to support the people who are directly affected Absolutely, yeah. and, and, and help them get through that. And then, then that conversation is a conversation that needs to be had but probably not 
Not right now. Not right now. No. I think it's kind of important that we care for people first. Yeah. Get them through the difficulties and realise, like I said, some of these people are going to take a long time to recover. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, so if anyone out there, like I said, is got an idea on how we can help how they can help and it might only, might only be something that's small that just helps a community yeah you know it could be like i said we might find out too that there's there's lots of pets have escaped yes and they have got onto you know being picked up and put into a refuge yes that you know having some good photographs of them to social put on social media might help re yeah reconnect them with their owners absolutely and there's also things that we can do even though we're photographers if they need trees planted or if they need some assistance anywhere else they just need volunteers to exactly to put their hands up please don't don't think that that your skills are going to be negligible you everyone can can lend a hand so i mean we didn't want to be kind of all gloomy about this episode but i I think it's it's been kind of hit people in such a a profound way because because of the level of it it's been so horrendous. Like it's just, I don't know, I haven't seen anything like this in our country in, our, in my lifetime before. No. You know, we've seen, we've had the, you know, the, the, the Black Sad Day and the Ash Wednesday fires. And then we, the floods. And we've, we've had, had floods and yep. stuff. Yeah. But this, but this is, the, the problem is we're not, we're not, we're not out of it. It's still, no. go, it's, as we recording this podcast and obviously. It's still it's, it's serious, actually, serious it's fires still, happening. And we've still got quite a long summer season. Yeah. To go that yeah. we, we potentially have, you know, a lot more. Yeah. I feel to, like to our, our winters are going to be, it's going to be a recovery process for everybody and every every landscape is going to need revegetation and looking after and the people more so than anything else need need our help. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So, Terry. Um, On a somber note. <laughs> yeah, like I said, but we, we just thought, look, because it's a, it's a, it's something that's happening and it, and it's topical, and like I said, as photographers, if we can put our heads together and just come up with some ideas, yeah, absolutely. How we, how we I'm I'm help. really quite quite open to anything. Yeah, so, exactly. So yeah. you know, drop comments or anything you can suggest, or or you know, like I said, jump onto your local community pages on Facebook and stuff like tell that. Tell us what you're doing. It tell might us give what us doing. some encouragement. Like, to yeah, get out and, there and, and look, as I well. said, it yeah. might start a movement. Like I said, with the tennis player. You know, he started by making this gesture and now we've got all these other players have jumped on board mm. um, as a way they can give mm. something back. Absolutely. To help people. And, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, Terry. Great chat. Thanks, Stephen. No worries. Thank you. Thanks Talk for to listening you. to this episode of Photo Mission Focus. Um, as always, like I said, just drop your comments in there. And until next time, see you, Terry. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.